this service, that your Holy Spirit would just open up your word to us. And Father, we might learn and we might grow and change. We thank you and we praise you and we love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, why don't we all take our seats? You know, when you think about the Old Testament and you think about especially the commandments of God, the Ten Commandments always stand out as being the ones that we most often are familiar with. In the Ten Commandments, there's a framework for relationships, uh, relationships with God and relationships with other people. For example, if you take and look at the Ten Commandments, four of them deal with your relationship to God, where he talks about no other gods before me and no, uh, no one is to take my name in vain, remember the Sabbath, and you're not to have any graven images. All of those are talking about ways in which you have a relationship with God. You display or exhibit your love for God and your dedication to obey him. The other six have to do with your relationship with other people. Um, for example, thou shalt not kill. That's, you know, pretty uh, self-explanatory as far as how that might relate to your relationship with other people. Steal, uh, adultery, false witness, coveting, and honoring your father and mother all have to do with your relationships to other people. And what God has done is given us a framework in the Old Testament upon which a lot of other laws were added to that as you go through the Old Testament law and look at that. A lot of other truths out of the New Testament are hung on those commandments as well. Here's what I want to do today and uh, for the next two weeks, really. I want to take one of these commandments, honor thy father and mother, and I'm going to preach three sermons on it. Um, today, next week, and the week after, all three. And that will become self-explanatory to you in a moment when I talk about how we're going to do that. I want to go back first, and I want us to look at the actual statement in the book of Exodus as we begin to look at this. It says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, this is when the law was first given, when Moses brings it down off the mountain and gives it to the people. He says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. Now, just keep that in mind because we're going to come back to it in a moment. But honor your father and mother so that, it gives you the reason, so that you might live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving to you. It's stated again in various places in the Bible, but it's repeated again in the book of Deuteronomy, which is just another statement of the law. Um, for example, in Deuteronomy 5.16, here's what he says. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So there it is again stated with the command and a promise at the end that it would go well for you in the land and that you would live long in the land. Now we don't often think of this commandment as relating much to us as adults, because we always put it in the context of children. Children obey your mom and dad. Children honor your mother and father. Whenever we first look at this, that's immediately what comes to mind, is this is really a commandment given to children, that they honor their father and mother. There's a problem with that, and that is this, that this commandment was given to adults. This commandment was given right along with the other commandments in Scripture that were given to the adults the nation of Israel, and it was to the adults that it was given and supposed to be applied in that way. Now, that's important to remember, but it also raises a question. Then how in the world are we supposed to 
apply this? In other words, what does it mean to honor your father and your mother? Well, it's going to depend on what stage you are in life. For example, if you are a child or a young person, a student, still living at home, still dependent upon your parents, then you're considered a child in Scripture, a dependent, we'll we'll call you that. And the way in which you honor your mother and father is to obey them. I'm going to preach a whole sermon on that in two weeks, okay? If you are an adult, you've gotten out of the house, you're out of college, you're living on your own, you're paying your own bills, you're not dependent on mom and dad, then the way in which you honor your parents at that point in life is through respect. And so we'll talk about that one next week. We're going to preach a whole sermon on that one. But today I want to talk to you about what do you do and how do you apply this If you are older now and your mother and father, either one or both, are now elderly and in the golden years of their life and they find themselves in need, how do you honor them then? And what we're going to talk about today is how you honor them by taking care of their physical needs. That's something that's very important, something very important to God, as you're going to see today as we look through this. But what do we mean by that? Well, you need to make sure that when mom and dad are at the age where they can no longer provide for themselves, no longer earn an income, uh, and they find that what they have saved or what they uh, had hoped would cover their expenses in those declining years of their lives, they're finding that it's just not going to cover it. They didn't plan well enough with the cost of living went up, whatever, but that's just not there. What we're going to talk about today is yours and mine responsibility to those, our parents in that time of their life, that we have a responsibility to honor them by taking care of their needs. Make sure that they're fed, they're sheltered, they have clothing, they have medicine, they have companionship. We don't just put them out there somewhere and forget about them. All of these things go into caring for and honoring your parents when they get that age. Now, right away, some of you are thinking to yourself, well, my mom and dad are long since dead, and I don't, you know, this really isn't applying to me. Yet it does, too. I suggest you get a copy of this tape and send it to your kids. That's what I would do, you know. And so you want to make sure they understand this, even though you understand it, but you want to make sure that the kids understand it as well. So send it to them. Now, the question is this, why in the world, if we were studying in just last week in the book of Ephesians and talking about marriage, how did we end up in talking about the Old Testament Ten Commandments? Well, let me show you, because if, as you are aware, we've been in a study in the book of Ephesians, we've been talking for the past four sermons on marriage and talking about how that works and the relationship between husband and wife. Now we're finished with that. We finished it in chapter 5, and now we're moving right into chapter 6 of Ephesians, and look what Paul says. Chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, here's what he says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now that thing, you know, is he just it's like Paul just pulled it right out of the Old Testament law and plops it into his letter to the Ephesians. He's talked about marriage and now he's moving into parenting. And he's talking about children and he says this is basically all he says to the children, that children you are to obey your parents. And we'll we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But then he ties it back in. He said, "And here's the reason basically I'm saying this." 
is because of what God said in the Old Testament, in the law, that you honor your father and mother. And this is how you do it. It says, which is the first commandment with a promise. And he's saying, this is the first commandment that God had given to the nation of Israel that included a promise. And the promise is that it will go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now that's a little bit different than the way Moses said it, or God said it to Moses in the book of Exodus. For example, now let me explain this to you. Let's go back now to the book of Exodus, and what God said to Moses, and God says to Moses this. He says that, honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you, and you may have a long life. I'm paraphrasing here, okay? Live long on the earth, or in the land, I'm sorry. Now, here's what you're going to discover when you go back into the Old Testament, study the Old Testament. Israel was promised many blessings by God, but basically they had to remain in the land to receive them. It was the land of Israel, the land of promise, where God said, I'm going to bless you richly in this land. It was the land of milk and honey. The, the, the produce that came out of the land of Israel was phenomenal. And he said, you will have numerous, you have a big family, you'll have herds and flocks and lots of food and lots of peace and happiness and you will just flourish in the land if you obey me if you obey me now if you don't obey me in the law that i'm giving you here's what's going to happen i'll bring enemies in from outside they will destroy you they will conquer you they will take control of you and and if you look back in the history of israel israel you're going to find on three occasions that i can think of they were taken right off the land the assyrians did it the Babylonians did it, and the Romans did it. All took them right off the land, took them out of there because of their disobedience to God. So in Exodus, when Moses, or God says to Moses, that you honor your father and mother, that you may live long in the land, he's talking about the land of Israel, the place of blessing. And basically what he's saying is this, that if you will obey your parents, and that if you will honor your adult parents, and if you will honor mom and dad in every stage of life, here's what I'll do for you. I will keep you in the land, and I will bless you there, and it will be phenomenal what I will do for you. But you've got to keep this commandment. You've got to honor your mom and dad. Now, when Paul gets to Ephesians, and he's writing the book of Ephesians, notice what Paul does, and this is important, okay? Paul doesn't say that you'll live long in the land. He says you'll live long on earth. So that raises the question to you and me today. Now watch. Is God promising to you and me that if we honor mom and dad, that God will give us longevity of life? See, that's the question. I'm sure each one of us could probably think of an example where somebody honored their mom and dad, loved them, took care of them throughout their lives, but yet they died young. If that's the case, then did this promise not work? Here's what I think you need to understand. That the promises of God can be fulfilled in a lot of different ways. And so going, being, it will go well for you in this life. That covers a lot of things. God may promise us that when we honor our mother and father that he will give us to some degree some kind of longevity, that you'll have a rich, full life. But you've also got to understand this. There are many ways in which we cut that life short ourselves. I could honor mom and dad and love them dearly and take care of them, but if I go out and get drunk and drive in a car and have a wreck and die, 
Well, I, that was on me. So you see, there's reasons why people die young. There are reasons why people don't, aren't blessed. But in this particular context, this is a promise that God says to you and me. That I will take care of you if you will take care of mom and dad. And I will honor you if you honor them. And I will bless you richly if you take care of them. If you obey them, respect them, and take care of them. And it will go well for you. And guys, I think, for us at least, this is what we've got to come to grips with, that there are many ways in which God may bless us. And it may not all be the same. But I would rather take God at his word and say, okay, God, then bless me as you see fit and expect that and relish in that rather than arguing over, well, that doesn't always hold true because people get killed early. Well, so what? Blessing is blessing. And however God decides to display that, it's just as good, whatever it may be. So the question then becomes this. Are there scriptures? Because in, in Ephesians here in 6.1, he's obviously talking about children. Children, obey your parents. And then he just ties in the reason why. Because God said to honor your father and mother. Okay, is there a scripture in the Bible that talks about honoring your parents when they're old and in need? And that being an application of this passage in Exodus, to honor mom and dad, is can you pull these two together? Because right now it seems like I've made a big application out here that may not be in the Bible. That honoring your father and mother means to honor them when they are old and in need. See, So does the Bible say that? Well, let me show you, okay? I want to take you to the book of Matthew chapter 15. And in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus is arguing and fighting with the Pharisees like he always does. I would love to have been a fly on the wall, you know, with Jesus dealing with the Pharisees. You look at Jesus and you talk about meek and mild, not when he came to the Pharisees. Those people got under his skin more than anybody else. They were self-righteous, judgmental. It was just horrible. And the things that they would do were they would take their traditions and customs and they would override the law of God. They would say, this is more important than the Old Testament commandments or the law of God. And that was the thing that he nailed them for the most. And that's what he's nailing them for here in this passage. Now watch this. Chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Now, you've got to understand the problem here. With the Pharisees, they had made all kinds of rules. Mostly, they were just ceremonial acts. In other words, something for show. Now, your hands could have been completely clean, but it was just a ceremonial thing they went through to wash their hands and become all pious and all of this, and then they would eat. Now, washing your hands is a good thing. Moms are going to be mad at me if I don't say that, okay? So I'm telling you, washing your hands is a good thing. But with them, that wasn't about cleanliness. It was about ceremonial washing and being righteous and that sort of thing. And it was just a custom that they had made up themselves. Now, they're asking, and this, is, this takes some courage on their part. Okay, Jesus, your disciples are disrespecting our customs and our traditions, because we wash our hands before we eat, and they don't. Now, they're just trying to pick and find something. 
Now, here's here's what Jesus said. Jesus replies in verse 3. Jesus replied, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Why do you break the commandment just so that you can honor your tradition? Now, this is true of everything they did, but he's... He's going to pull one out as an example here. And this is what we're going to look at, okay? In verse 4, he said, he goes on to say, For God said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father and mother is to be put to death. <laughs> you didn't know that was in the law, did you? Yeah, that cut down on a lot of disobedience, wouldn't it? But that is there. And they are basically, he's saying, look, this is what the law says, and you and your traditions have done something to distort it. He says in verse 5, here's the problem. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help your father and mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their mother or their father and their mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. All right, so what is he talking about? All right, now this is, you got to watch this and pay attention because this is good stuff, okay? Not that all the stuff I give you isn't good, but this is really good, okay? All right. There was a tradition that they had established. It was called Corban. And what they did was this. And in the beginning, it was a good tradition, a good practice. They would say this, that you can dedicate your property or possessions and whatever you have to the Lord or to the temple specifically. And you can use it and keep it until you die. Then it reverts back and becomes the property of the, of the Lord or the temple. And so it was just another way of giving that they could enter into. And like I said, it was a good practice in the beginning. But here's what happened. And this is what Jesus is talking about. If somebody, he says, says to you that this field over here that I have is going to be dedicated to the Lord, it's going to be Corbin, it is, it is for the Lord, and I'll continue to use it, and, and then when it, it reverts over to you, it's yours. Okay, great. But then a couple of years later, mom and dad are in dire need, and the person goes to the priest or the Pharisee or whoever it may be, and he says, I need my field back. Because now I've got to sell my field in order to take care of mom and dad. And they were saying, no, you can't take care of your mom and dad. The field belongs to us. Now remember, it's just a custom. It's not what God said. And that's what Jesus is getting at here. He said, how can you do that? He said, the Bible said to honor your father and mother. That was the book of Exodus, chapter 20. And what he is doing is taking that law, that Ten Commandment, and applying it to a situation of elderly parents. And he's saying, this is how you honor your mom and dad when they are in need. You take that field, you sell it, and you take care of mom and dad. And you self-righteous hypocrites have gotten in the way of that. Now that custom, it evolved and took on many looks. There were times in history where it's recorded that a person, if they knew that mom and dad were getting older and were going to be needing some things here soon, 
and they had all this property and they didn't really want to give it to mother and father, they didn't want to help them, they would go to the priest and work out a deal. They would say, I'll declare this Corbin until mom and dad are dead and then when they are gone, you give it back to me and I'll pay you some money for doing it. And they said, okay. Mom and dad would religiously now would not be able to be cared for because, hey, Mom, I'd love to take care of you, but I've given this to the Lord here, and it belongs to the Lord, it belongs to the temple, and they won't let me do it until Mom and Dad are dead, and then you work out your deal. See, there were all kinds of ways in which they got around this and distorted it, but the point is that in this particular passage, God is saying, honor your father and mother, and here's how you do it when they're old and they can't take care of themselves. You do it. This is how you honor them. Now, what does this mean? It means to honor them basically, directly, financially is what it's talking about. It's talking about if they need food, then you supply it. If they need shelter, then you've got to make sure they've got it. And that doesn't mean just you, but family members, you know, come together and decide, but it's your responsibility. You can't ship them off somewhere and forget about them. If they need medical attention and they need, they're lonely and they need somebody just to stop by and see them, then you know what? That's your job. Honor your father and mother. And this is how you do it. Now, in this passage, there's a couple of things I want to bring out as far as some lessons here, okay? Now, listen to this, all right? When we talk about honoring your mother and father financially like this, we're talking about things that are needs, not wants. There's a big difference. They need food. They need shelter. They need medicine. They need somebody to check in on them and care about them. You know what they don't need? A cruise, they don't need a new car. You know, well, that's not what God is talking about here. Now, that may be great if you've got the money to do it. But if you don't, then God is saying to you, look, just meet their basic needs. Keep them off the streets. Keep them in good health. Just take care of them. And that's what I'm telling you to do. Now, here's another lesson. Okay, now you've got to listen closely to these next two. You're going to balk at some of these. This takes priority over other forms of giving. This takes priority over what you give to the church, missions, other people in need. I said, now where are you getting that from? Well, it's very simple. The field that the old guy was going to sell went to the temple. It went to the Lord's work. That was legitimate. There was nothing wrong with that. There was a good practice. Okay, I've got some money. I've got some property. I'm going to give it to the Lord that goes into the coffers of Israel so that the temple is taken care of and the worship is, is held up and people are, are uh, needs are supplied, ever how they do that, whatever they did. That was a good thing. Jesus said, told them, don't do that. He said... This man's parents are over here dying. Don't take that. Whoa. Now see, this, this creates a little bit of a, a, a problem here because 
I'll stand up here before you on Sunday and I'll encourage you to give. I'll, tell, I'll show you in the bulletin we're, we're running $30,000 behind in our budget. And I encourage you to give and to give generously to the Lord's work here at this church and missions and things that you want to do. But before God, when we come up against a passage like this, God says, now wait a minute. If you've got the money to do it all, Great. But if it comes down to you choosing between giving money to my church or taking care of mom and dad, he's saying, you take care of mom and dad. And then when that need is no longer there, then bring it back into where it was before. The money, here's what you've got to begin to understand. Giving as unto the Lord is through the church, the ministries of the church, missions, people in need, but also mom and dad. That's all lumped together. See, it's all giving to the Lord. And so when I've got parents over here who are struggling to survive, who are choosing between food and medicine that they desperately need, I can't just keep giving money to the Lord's work and ignoring them. God says take care of them first. Now here's something, I'll throw this out there. Whenever you give to the Lord through your parents or through the church or whatever, God's going to give back. You know, He always does. And so you wonder about, okay, it's either or. Well, it may be that way now, but I'll guarantee you when you honor God and do what is right before God, God gives back. He always does. And so, yeah, I'll stand up here and I'll tell you as badly as we need the money here at Dogwood Church and all the things that we want to do here and we can do with that money, I'm telling you before God to honor your mom and dad. Okay? You see, that's the right thing to do. And you do what is right, not what is expedient or best for you. The Old Testament Pharisees, or the Pharisees at the time of Christ, um, they wanted what was best for them. And therefore, they could throw mom and dad away. But you can't. Here's another point, and I want you to listen to this one, okay? Giving to your mom and dad in their time of need takes precedent over other needs and wants in your life. All right, you may want a new house. And if you can afford it and take care of mom and dad, do it. Great. May want a new car or vacation. I understand all of that. But are mom and dad cared for? And if mom and dad aren't cared for, then you can't. Because before God, you need to honor them first. Kids need a college education. Great. If you can afford that and take care of mom and dad, then do it. But if not, and it comes down to a choice, God never said send your kids to college. Believe me, I paid my way through college. Many of you have too. We worked, we took out loans, we did what we had to do. And as much as you would like to do that, maybe right now if mom and dad have needs, you can't. Maybe it's you make do with what you've got at the time and do it whatever way you can. But you've got to be able to put in front of other needs in your life to take mom and dad now, move them up to the front because you're making a commitment to honor your mother and your father. And you're honoring them in this time of life when they are old and in need. And God is serious about this. He is serious about this. 
You look through the scriptures and you're going to find verses like this. There's a passage in Timothy where Paul is talking to Timothy about taking care of widows. And he goes through this long passage about widows and their needs and caring for them. And right in the middle of that passage, he makes this statement, which seems out of place until you understand that he's tying this into taking care of the widow. Here's what he says. If anyone, this is 1 Timothy 5.8, by the way, 1 Timothy 5.8. Listen to this. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It means you've denied the teaching of God and you're acting worse than an unbeliever would have because they wouldn't even do this. But we do. Jesus, when he hung on the cross, here he is bleeding and struggling to catch his breath with every move that he made. It is an agonizing time, an agonizing situation. And he looks down at his mother Mary there at the bottom of that cross. And he says to her as she stood there beside the apostle John, when Jesus saw his, this is John 19, verses 26 through 27. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, that's John, standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. What is going on? Well, even Jesus himself, when he was dying and taking his last breath, made sure his mother was cared for. See, this is, this is serious, and I think that it's more serious than we, than we give it sometimes. Because we can always think of other things that we need to do, and we'll always make excuses for how mom and dad can do without. And again, we're not talking about wants here. It's about basic needs of life. And we need to do what we can. I want to close here with giving you some applications, some, just some things to think about, okay? And especially when you get into your groups tonight, you can talk about this and talk about these applications. And maybe you've gone through this um, or are going through it now. Uh, this, you, your group meetings tonight would be the great, great time to talk about this and some of these things and discuss what I've been telling you because you may say, I don't know if I agree with that. A great place to talk about it is in your group, okay? You don't have to agree with me, okay? Applications. Here's number one. You and your spouse come to an agreement before the need arises. You and your spouse need to sit down before mom and dad ever reach the point where they're going to need some help. And you talk about what you're going to do. Make sure you're both on the same page. There's nothing worse than it comes time in, in uh, there's, a, there's an emergency, a problem, and you haven't talked about it, and you get into an argument, and it splits you up simply because you want to help your parents. So you need to talk about that now. Here's number two. Investigate and find out their needs. Investigate. Find out what it is they need. I do this with my mother all the time. My mother's a very stubborn person. I hope she hears this. She'll, get, she'll hear it online sometimes. She gets this. Mama, you're stubborn. But she is. I'll say, Mother, what do you need? I don't need a thing. I do not need a thing. I know she does. I'll find out from my sister what she needs, and we'll take care of it. But it's, it's not going to be easy, but you need to find out what it is they're going to need. Do they have enough money to go through retirement? You know, you're going to have to step up with that and help them. Here's the third thing. Begin putting, uh, begin putting money aside now. Um, it may be that you know that it's coming 
you need to get into the habit of making that a budget item. Don't wait until the need hits, but start making it a budget item now. And the money that you pull up until it's needed, hey, look, if it gets to the point where they don't need it anymore, then take a vacation, okay? Then you'll have the money. But until then, you need to be putting aside that money. Number four, very important, listen. Tell your parents of your commitment. Tell your parents what you're going to do. Now, guys, here's the reason this is important, okay? The hardest thing for a parent to do is to ask for help from their children. I cringe to think that someday that might happen to me. Because I don't want to ask them. I don't want them to have to be burdened. None of us do. But what a relief it would be to tell mom and dad, just to sit down with them and tell them, say, I don't know all of where you are in your retirement plans, but I just want you to know this, that if there's ever a need that you have, I will be there. Just tell them. Number five, remember that you cannot outgive God. You can't. You know, you go back and you look at that commandment in Exodus and even what Paul said there in Ephesians, the blessing. It will go well with you. The blessing. You can't get outgive God. There's a passage in Corinthians. We've talked about it when we, whenever we talk about giving. Where Paul is talking about, you know, you look at your money as seed. And you take your seed and you sow it to the, to the needs that, that are out there. Uh, the church, the missions, people in need, mom and dad, whatever it may be. It's just seed. You throw it out and things begin to grow. Things begin to happen. It makes a difference. And then he, a little further down in that passage, he says this. He says, now, to the one that spreads his seed like that, throws his money out there to the needs that are out there, you know what God does? He gives him more seed to give away. I feel like a Pentecostal preacher standing up here telling you, you know. God's going to bless you. Just give me some money. God's going to bless you. But that's not the case. Give God your money through these different things, and especially mom and dad. And God blesses. And you can't outgive him. You can't. You really can't. And, and giving is such an act of faith. I've told you that before. I've got to believe that God's going to take care of me in order for me to let go of something so precious as my money. And it is an act of faith. All right, guys, listen. You have got to begin to look at your parents and their needs differently. They may not be there yet, but they may be someday, and you've got to start planning. You may not have parents. They may be gone. They may be deceased. Then I I for sure would sit down with your children and talk to them and maybe let them know, you're okay, you're going to be fine, and maybe they need to know that or... You know what? We're coming up on a time where we might need some help. I hope that doesn't happen, but it may. But whatever needs to be done. One of the questions that you need to be talking about tonight in your growth groups, I'm not going to deal with it here. What exactly constitutes a parent? Who are your parents? Because some of you may have been adopted. Some of you may come from broken homes. 
I answer that question this way, and you guys can talk about it later tonight. Your parent is whoever you look at as the one who raised you. Whoever you give that credit to for having raised you, that's your parent. What do you do about a parent who doesn't deserve it, that abandons you? Well, each situation is different. And before God, you're going to have to answer that question because I really can't answer it for you. Um, You're going to have to go before the Lord and ask him, what is your obligation in this particular situation and deal with that? But again, you guys talk about that tonight, okay? I want to close with this one last verse. If you're here this morning and I were to ask you that if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? And you can't answer that question. Let me read you this verse. It's in John 6, 47. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. It just doesn't get any plainer than that. That God is saying to you and me that my son died on a cross to pay for your sins. And to the one that believes that, puts their faith in what he's done, then I will give them eternal life. It's that simple. If you've never put your faith in Christ, don't cloud it up with all the religious jargon and beliefs that people have. It's one simple thing. It's by faith. You come to God empty-handed with nothing to give, nothing to offer. You make no deals with God. You come as you are. And you accept the sacrifice that he made. It's just that simple. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we bow here before you, Father, I think each and every one of us can look back to somebody in our lives, be it a step-parent, a relative, somebody that raised us and took care of us and sheltered us and nurtured us. And Father, that is the person that we hold up as mom and dad. Father, I pray that the time would never come that it would be needed, but it might. Father, if there's ever a time that comes where they are in destitute need and they are they're just in need, Father, I pray that you would lay it upon our hearts and help us to be sensitive, that we might step up and that, Father, we would do what is necessary. Father, I pray that we would open our hearts to that and be open to you as you lead us to know what to do, when to do it, how to go about it. Guide us, Father, and direct us that we might honor our parents as you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen.